you good movie buddies to the Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie, theater, popcorn, and other movie snacks, such as a jar of pickles from a house that you're not supposed to be in. This is a little specific, but it fits. As always, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson, and joining us, as usual, is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn. David. It's our 60th episode, man. How you doing? Oh, man. 60 regular episodes. Time has flown by. It really has. I mean, we've been doing this for more than a year now. We're at the big 6-0. And we're here talking about The Predator. Don't choke. Don't die. We're here talking about The Predator. It's David. The Predator's coming to get David right now. Right. Um, And uh, The Predator came out this weekend. Written and directed by Shane Black and 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 co-written by Fred Decker. And uh, this was one of the movies that I was really, really, really excited for. Um, I did have... I don't want to say I had high expectations for this, but I was definitely excited for it. And it came out, and it uh, didn't blow the box office away. came in with a pretty modest $26 million opening. Um... But before we get into that, David, I kind of wanted to talk about the Predator in general, like the franchise in general. There's been f- technically there has been five Predator movies. There's obviously the first Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of I, I would argue one of the greatest action films of all time. The second Predator with with uh, um, with Danny Glover, inexplicably with Danny Glover, which is insane in its own ways and its own rights. You had Predators back in, what, 2010, was mm-hmm. it? Yep. With Adrian Brody um, and a couple of other guys who kind of became... Mahershala Ali was in that movie. And, Topher Grace, uh, Topher Lawrence Grace, Fishburne, Danny Trejo. Trejo. Good cast on that mm-hmm. one. And then we had the two alien versus predators, which are aren't don't really fit in the mythology. They don't really make a lot of sense. There was the first one, AVP, that was disgustingly only PG thirteen, and then there was the other one, AVP Requiem, which is maybe one of the darkest, like visually darkest movies I've ever seen. Like there is no lighting in that movie, and it's also so violent that it's practically unpleasant which is weird a weird thing to think about in these movies um and now we have this one 2018 shane black the predator but uh as i said before we get into that i kind of wanted to know because you and i had briefly talked about this but you mentioned that the predator wasn't that big in like your young movie going life is that true do you do you have like any type of proclivities or any type of attachments to the predator at all no, not really for me. I mean, I remember them. I watched them all maybe once, maybe watched them if they were on TV. Sure. Um, they're not really movies that get a whole lot of TV run, at least not on regular, because you got to edit out a lot. Yeah. Uh, maybe on HBO or that. But um, no, I don't have a, a whole lot. Um, obviously, the 87 one, we were pretty pretty darn young when, when it came out. A year old? Um, Less? Not that we obviously did not go back and watch... Arnold and Jesse Ventura and and all those guys. Right. Um, but I mean, I remember 2010. I remember the Adrian Brody one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't really had. I never was like strong feelings. Like even this movie, it wasn't like it was like marked on my calendar. Like on the list, Predator. Sure. Other than I was excited to see what Shane Black would do with it. Of course, yeah. And I think it was probably a little bit different for me. I have very distinct memories of watching this film on like. TBS, TNT, whatever, and having it edit out, like, the best parts, which is all the gory parts. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, seeing it for the first time and just, like, admiring the makeup effects. Like, when Jesse Ventura, spoiler alert for 1987's Predator, but, like, when Jesse Ventura gets his, like, head uh, or his chest exploded, or when Bill Duke gets his head exploded, or when Carl Weathers has his arm shot off and it's shooting the gun on the ground and... And there's this like really gnarly tattered arm effect that he has. I remember finally seeing those and being like, this is dope. This is cool as hell. And then the same thing goes with the second movie. Although, I mean, as previously mentioned, like, I mean, obviously you don't have any great, 
you know, I don't want to say love. It's not that you don't enjoy them, but you don't have any great love for the franchise or for the sequels, mm-hmm. right? And for me, you know, I'm I'm always there for a Predator movie. This just hits that hits that sweet spot for me of where it's an alien monster coming down and just and and gorily killing a bunch of people. I'm into that. That's just that kind of it kind of falls into our previous conversations about monster movies. So anytime there's a new Predator movie, I'm going to be there. Like I I'm I'll be there for it. Um, I do have a question for you. Cause are there any that you haven't seen or are there any, any that you don't remember? Did you see either of those alien versus predator ones? I know I saw one of them. I think I saw the first one. I don't think I saw Requiem. Okay. Requiem isn't great. The thing that Requiem has over the original AVP is that it's rated R. Sure. That's the benefit is mm-hmm. like they kill people in really gnarly ways. But there are a lot of negatives to, to Requiem. Like like I said, it's way too dark. The biggest difference between Requiem and all of the other ones is that the Predators and the aliens aren't, like, fighting a bunch of badasses. It's just, like, a small town in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, these shitty t- teenage young adult people that are getting taken out left and right. Um, and so I have a question that I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on. But does this type of movie, obviously the Predator franchise and the Predator, you know, monster alien itself is an alien hunter that travels around the world game hunting, right? And each movie has built on the mythology, you know? The first one obviously introduced the Predator. The second one introduced the idea that these guys have been coming around for a long time. It, it, Introduce the idea that they have a level of honor. You know, when Danny Glover kills that predator at the end, he's surrounded by the other predators. They give him a gift, like, congratulations, like, you're the champion. Mm -hmm. Predators introduce the idea of, like, a blood feud between berserker predators and regular predators and how they're hunting people to get better at it. Um, AVP, I mean, doesn't really fucking matter, to be honest, (laughs) but it's the idea that they send the young predators down to a, a freaking pyramid in the Arctic, which doesn't make any sense because nope. predators naturally hunt in a, in a hot climate, yep. number one. And number two, the aliens are the rite of passage. Like, they send the young predators down to hunt aliens as a rite of passage. But one would argue that aliens are one of the hardest things to hunt. So, sure. that like, that's, that's like sending a hunter on his first hunt like here's a here's a bow and arrow and you're gonna hunt a tiger. Well, they weed out the weak ones. I guess. <laughs> and then the the requiem had the pred alien and the concept of like a, a a cleanup predator coming in and just cleaning up the mess. And then obviously there are new additions to the mythology in this film. And my biggest question is, do we really need to expand that mythology for this type of film? Um, I'm curious as to, I don't think that there's a right or a wrong answer here. I'm just curious as to what your thoughts are. At some point, are we just going to start bogging us down with the mythology? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you paint yourself into a little bit of a corner in that if you're going to keep all of these, like, and it's, it's iffy to call it canon at this point, but (laughs) if you're going to keep them all canon and respect all of the previous predators that have been made, Uh uh-huh prior to it then i do think you start to limit yourself the more you add to the mythology because you have to think okay if we do this does it work with everything that we've told people about predator so far um so i think that makes it a little bit difficult um and that's something that you get in any franchise when you start getting into movie five movie six movie seven movie eight is how long do you keep regarding everything especially with a movie like this where it's not like we have a whole lot of rich like understanding of of the predators even after all these movies like it's pretty much they come down to earth right and we deal with them there like it's not like we have a whole lot of like we followed a predator through like Baby Predator sure. up to like that's back in Homeworld, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, so it, that's that's why I think we're kind of stuck in a situation where 
what do you keep doing with these if you're going to keep trying to like add to the history? But at the right. same time, like if you don't do that, is there enough there to just like continue just having the same storyline of Predator comes down to Earth? Sure. There's a fight between them and some humans, and and that's it. That's it. Sure. Well, and 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 I think that that's an interesting question for any of these franchises that are are a more traditional franchise. Um, I think that we're in a different age of storytelling where a lot of big franchises now they're serialized where mm-hmm. you know there's going to be another one right but i think with I, so the it's funny cuz the two movie franchises that pop up to me as very similar to the way this is handling its mythology are the tremors movies and the final destination movies okay tremors started with the graboids and then in the second movie and granted, really only the first movie matters. Everything else has been direct to video. Yes. But in the second movie, they introduce um, the um, the walking ones, the little ones, the shriekers. Mm-hmm. And then in the third movie, they introduce what they wind up calling the ass blasters. And then and the, the shriekers are the ones that can run on the ground, and ass blasters are ones that can fly, but based on a blast from their ass. At which point those go into a cocoon and become the graboids. So it's literally like they were building on this animal's evolutionary cycle, mm-hmm. right? And then they made a prequel, and then they did one where like there's like a good graboid that they call like El Blanco, who's like taking out the other graboids and shit like that. They built on the mythology a little bit more. More accurately, they built on the biology of it. With Final Destination, kind of similar. Basically, the concept is death is following you, right? And so in the first film, it's death is following us. In the second film, it was all about, like, the order in which people died or being able to, like, skip a death. And then the third one, same thing. Um, Fourth one was, like, you could replace your death with another death and soul for souls and whatnot. And, And it all got a little interesting in the way that people were trying to avoid this this is this spiritual serial killer. And I actually think you brought up a really good point, which is that we haven't been to the predator home world. We haven't seen these things. The only jumps in the mythology we get are our interactions with them. So like seeing that, Oh, there's two different predators now. Oh, they're having a civil war. That's almost an interesting way to approach it in that. Mm -hmm. Like we're getting it secondhand as observers, you know? Um, but part of me thinks, and I actually have an idea for another Predator movie, part of me thinks that it's perfectly fine to just have another Predator with new toys in a different setting, hunting down a cast of characters. And that's fine. I think you can continue doing that, and you'll keep getting most likely similar results, box office, yeah. reviews, all that to what you've been getting. And if that's what you're wanting to do, Perfectly fine. There's an audience for it. Sure. Um, but if you're wanting to like really grow this franchise, you're going to have to do something more than just send a predator down with new toys. Right. Um, so, and again, I don't know, you know, each of these have been done. The first two were done by the same directors. And then since then, it's, I feel like it's been someone different for all of them from yeah. that point forward. Um, obviously, Shane Black has ties. All the way back to the first one. Uh huh. Um, but other than that, there wasn't really any other ties. It's not like some franchises where there's like that one person or a couple of people who are in every single movie, right? Just aging to along it. to right. con- connect it. Yeah. So, I mean, you can go any way that you want. I can't imagine they're ever going to get too deep with this franchise. Uh. I mean, it is what it is. You, I mean, you brought up a good point, which is that Shane Black goes all the way back to the original film. Shane Black played, I believe it was Hawkins um, in the first film, and he was the guy with the glasses reading the comic books and telling the, the off-color jokes. Funny story is he was actually brought in as a script uh, kind of punch-up guy, and they put him in the movie, I think, so they didn't have to pay him as a script punch-up guy. I think it was che- – I don't remember this 100%, but I think it was cheaper to pay him as a scale – wage as an actor than it was to pay him as a script punch-up guy at the time but they he since then obviously responsible for writing some of the biggest best action movies um maybe underseen but really some unique action movies and some really good movies in the past couple years i mean he did kiss kiss bang bang he did iron man 3 he did the nice guys and now he's here doing predator um 
And so that was what was really exciting about it is because with Shane Black, you get these colorful characters, you get this rapid fire dialogue that always turns everything a little off center. And so let's talk about the predator. Let's talk about the film itself and our reactions to it. Um, starting with the characters, did the, uh, did overall, obviously this film is filled with, with different characters. <laughs> um, we got our group of, of, of loony soldiers, but you also have a bunch of little side characters. Did the characters work for you? Did you have any favorites? Did you have any that didn't, that fell flat for you or anything like that? Um, I'm not going to lie. The, the, uh, the sun was a little iffy for me. Like, are you not on board with the ass Asperger's as a savant trope? Well, or did it just not click? It just didn't like, I feel like, they didn't play it up initially. Like he just seemed like a weird kid at first. Sure. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, they really hammered hard in the middle of the movie about his disabilities and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, obviously you had the, the whole trope at the end, but, um, I don't, I don't know if it was the performance. I don't know if it was the way that they presented him. It just was a little, little hokey for me little hokey um but other than that i love the whole you know band of misfits yeah uh it almost reminds me i mean it's it's not something new it's not like we haven't seen this whole like bunch of misfits together gotta go fight bad guys or, right. or you know that it kind of to me it always goes all the way back to like the first movie that did this type of thing which to me i always think of the wild bunch Okay. Um, where you get kind of that the, band of misfits. The rejects, the outlaws. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, I enjoyed them. I think they were all pretty good. Um, I was kind of meh on Olivia Munn. Um, yeah. It wasn't like she was terrible. No. Um, but her character was just all right. She was all right. Yeah. I like that. Um, I like that band of misfits because it's a little bit different than what we're used to seeing. Obviously, in the first movie, it was the biggest baddest group of Green Beret yep. military guys. And even in the second movie, it was this unit of cops in like crazy ass 1997 future Los Angeles. And then in Predators, it was all of these different badasses from different, you got the Russian enforcer, you got the the African uh, warlord, you got the, the Mexican cartel enforcer, you got the Yakuza guy, you got the white trash serial killer like all of them were kind of their own level of badass and in this one it's really interesting because obviously these guys are all soldiers but they're all like ptsd mentally disturbed individuals so they're not your traditional group of badasses mm -hmm. um and i thought that was an interesting twist i thought that was very shane black you know um i agree with you on mine she was fine. She has a good line in the film that is a play off of a traditional line from the franchise that mm -hmm. I think some people found stupid. I enjoyed it. And I'm gonna I'm not gonna get into my time on the Predator subreddit on, on Reddit, <laughs> but but I just okay, I'm just gonna take a quick aside and just say that everyone who's a fan, y'all need to chill the fuck out, okay? And this is coming from David. Obviously, you and I created the popcorn diet as an area where we try to look at the positive of everything, right? Mm -hmm. um, even the movies that disappoint us, we go out of our way to point out the things that it does well. And I was on the Predator subreddit because, A, I was looking for spoilers on the deaths in the movie. And the lack of grammar and storytelling by people on the subreddit was, was astounding to me. Like, literally... There, I, I can't even get into how frustrating it was. But B, the actual personal, like, affronts that people take to certain things is a severe issue in fandom. And I think that that's one of the biggest reasons that we made this podcast as a counter to that, as a counter to the people who get angry about shit that they don't like. You know, and granted, I'm guilty of it as well on this very podcast, but I just had to say that everybody, if you're on the subreddit, chill out. Take a breath, okay? It's okay. We're just talking about the Predator here. Going back to the characters a little bit, I had to get that out. Um, Boyd Holbrook was fine as the as the main guy. I thought he had the appropriate level of kind of smartassness that you need from a Shane Black 
leading man. Um, but the the big standouts to me were Sterling K. Brown as your your government agent G man of questionable morals mm -hmm. and Trevante Rhodes as Nebraska Williams. Number one, Nebraska Williams, excellent name. Sure. Excellent Shane Black name. And number two, um, Will Traeger, Sterling K. Brown is having a blast in this movie. Like all of his line deliveries are amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, he fits perfectly within that Shane Black dialogue world. And, and he's, he's great in it. Um, and Trevante Rhodes, I think, is a superstar. Like that guy could be a big star. Mm -hmm. um, he's a little bit more subdued. He's a little bit more quiet than some of the other. Obviously, Keegan Michael Key. He's gonna he's gonna be big and loud, and he is big and loud. And and Thomas Jane playing the guy with uh, with Tourette's. He's gonna get some big laughs. But Nebraska Williams is a little bit more subtle of a character, and he falls in line with with McKenna, the the lead character, Boy Holbrook's character, in sort of a second in command kind of way that I really liked. And I really, really dug his character. The, I liked his relationship with the kid. Um, I liked his whole just general demeanor um, and things like that. And so I really liked those two characters. Um, also, I want to give a little bit of a shout out to Augusto Aguilera, who played Nettles, because he's the guy who I knew the least from here. Mm -hmm. And I actually kind of liked his character as well. Like He, he was like this kind of soft-spoken um former helicopter pilot but he's kind of a he's a christian he's a bible thumper but he's he's got this little bit that he has with olivia munn where he thinks that like him and olivia munn are an item and so there are a couple of moments where that made me laugh quite a bit um i don't think it's it's too big of a spoiler um but there was one where he was just like i'll be back i'll be back casey don't worry as if, like, she gave a shit. And she, and she, the whole movie's like, get away from me. And I thought that was funny. I, I liked that. I thought he did. I thought he did well with that role. Um, I thought the characters were very Shane Blackian. Um, and that's different for this type of movie. This Predator movies don't have this level of humor in it. This is a very funny movie, in my opinion. Uh, it made me laugh quite a bit. Did the humor get you to laugh? Did was, some of, Was some of it a little too off color? No, there was definitely quite a few times where i found myself laughing or at least having a good time with it i think um you know anytime you have these movies you can you can dive fully into just the intensity and the darkness and the goriness right um but i the ones i enjoy the most are the ones that keep a good balance between all of that and still keeping it a little bit lighter and, and having some sure. fun and so that's that's why for me like um, you know, as we get into talking about it more and more, like for me, this movie, I'm never going to walk away from it saying like, oh my gosh, that was one of the best movies of the year. No, But it was, I enjoyed myself at the movies. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it. I knew kind of what to expect from a quality of movie going into it and, uh -huh. and it delivered on that. And so I enjoyed some of the lightheartedness in there, some of the jokes, um, most of, I think the, the fun parts of it were found when, the whole group was kind of together. Just um, like riffing off of one another. Yeah. I liked, you know, the bus, the original bus scene mm -hmm. with all of them. I enjoyed um, the hotel scene when they're hiding. And when they're like uh -huh. making bets, like yeah. that was great. Yeah. <laughs> that was really Those good. were great. Um, and then even uh, in his house when they go to find his son. Yeah. Uh, there's some good, good parts in there as well. So I enjoyed it. I mean, I think that's how you keep a movie like this from getting bogged down too much is having some of that. Sure. And I think, I, and I mean, I mostly agree with that. I think that this very, I mean, I came in expecting a Shane Black Predator film and what I got was a studio created Shane Black Predator film for better or for worse. Um, and so like I was all there for the humor. I was all there for the violence, but the plot has some issues and there there are some big plot holes in this film that were really distracting to me there are some tinier things that were really distracting to me um but essentially this is not and we're not i'm not going to get into i mean we'll get into it in spoilers but this is not the traditional hunt film that we're used to from the three predator movies that came before this not counting avp but all three of those movies are 
a predator comes to Earth or is on a different planet and is there to hunt down a group of people. Pretty much it, right? And a group of people are there to stop it. That is not what happens in this movie. No. At least not until the final third of it. Correct. Um, there is a lot going on in this movie. Did you give a shit? Did it track for you? Because there are, I do have some questions and I do feel like there are some justifications that could be made. But as far as the overall plot, without getting too far into spoilers, like, were you okay with it? Or did it have holes that bugged you? It's definitely got quite a few holes, and and we'll talk about it more in in spoilers when we want to get into some of the specifics. But um, I feel like they packed a lot. You know, they packed two different storylines into one. You know, you you pack the original Uh storyline, which takes the first half of the movie, which is dealing with uh, the predator that we first get that lands down there and then a second predator that comes along Mm -hmm. and sort of the story between them two. And then you have post that, um, you know, everything around like the ship and what's on the ship and that kind of stuff. And so, um, there's this whole balance that I feel like they leave a lot of holes in. You have kind of the drama between obviously the predators that are on earth that obviously, we don't really want a round. Um, <laughs> and then you have the whole drama between, um, what's his name? Uh, Sterling K. Brown's character, Traeger. Right. And like being a questionable dickhead. Yeah. And, and just being questionable in general about what, what the purpose of his project is, right? how, you know, what his overall purpose is. And, and obviously his, lack of concern for anybody yeah um so there's that whole st- whole balance there and so i think it's a lot to balance um to make you care about all the different people that kind of get involved in it's this a, story it's a lot for a hundred an hour and 47 at, at one point i'm not sure who i'm supposed to be there's a couple that are consistent obviously boyd holbrook's character you kind of right the whole time are, are meant to be cheering for right. even you could argue Olivia Munn, but like outside of that, it's hard to really figure out who you're supposed to be cheering for. Right. Are we supposed like, to like these guys? Are we supposed to not like these guys? Are we supposed to want these guys? I mean, part of the fun of a predator movie is like, it introduces you to characters that you know, you're supposed to like and be sad when they die and characters that you know, that you're not supposed to like, who you're, you're like, oh, they got got. Yeah. You know? And there's a very blurred line in this movie with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't want to get too much more into the plot without getting into spoilers, so let's... Because I have questions. I have a lot of questions. Um, so let's wrap it up with our with our popcorn ratings. Obviously, if you've never listened before, we do ratings a little bit differently. We have our five popcorn ratings. Burnt popcorn means that it is no good at all. Um, stale popcorn means that we really didn't enjoy it. It might be your thing. Maybe save it for a stream, save it for something for free. Microwave popcorn means either or. If you want to rent it, if you want to buy it, you want to go see it in the theaters, whatever, you'll probably be okay either way. Movie theater popcorn means you should definitely go see this on the big screen. And then perfect popcorn means you should go out and see this as soon as possible on the biggest screen that you can with the biggest tub of popcorn that you can. So with all of that being said, David, what is your ultimate popcorn grade for The Predator? You know, this one I think fits in again into that kind of borderline between three and three I, and four popcorn. I agree. So, you know, the three popcorn and a, and a soda uh-huh. is, uh, is, is where I'm going to go. I mean, when in doubt, if you force me to go one way or another, I would probably... Um, I would probably push it towards four. Okay. I would lean more towards four than three. Um, if if you go into it expecting what a Predator movie is. Right. I mean, and and taking it for what it is. Um, if you're if you're haven't seen any of the Predator movies and it's not typically your type of movie, you're probably gonna lean towards three Definitely. or or maybe even two if you really just don't like <laughs> these yeah. types of food movies so yeah. but i i enjoyed it again i think it i i walked out of it and said you know i had a lot of fun watching that movie 
Yeah, I I also had fun watching that movie. I do think it is one of Shane Black's lesser films. I think it's missing a lot. Like, there are just continuity issues. There are establishing shots. There are geographical issues that really got on my nerves. That being said, I laughed a lot. It's bloody as hell. It's got good monster action. It's got the things that I wanted out of a Predator movie. Um, but there is it does reek of bad editing. It does reek of reshoots in certain areas. Um, and the ending doesn't land, I think, as hard as they want it to land. And so that's why I wound up giving it three popcorns. It is a true blue B movie. Yeah. Um, I would also say that I could lean towards giving it a Coke as well. Um, just give it that three and a half popcorns, or as we like to call it, that, that popcorns and a Coke. Um, simply because, just as you said, if you go into this movie knowing what to expect, knowing what you're gonna, knowing what you're gonna get, you'll have fun with it. Um, but before we get into spoilers, as always, I want to mention that you can follow us on our social media accounts on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at the Popcorn Diet. Go to our website, popcorndietpodcast.com, to read our latest Predator review, to get all of our episodes, all of our articles, our Oscar predictions. Everything is on popcorndietpodcast.com. And then, of course, Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can get this podcast delivered to you every week for free just by hitting that little subscribe button. So go ahead and do it. Just tap it. Just tap that little subscribe button. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Tell your friends. Share. Build a community. Um, build build a community of movie lovers, of good movie buddies who just like movies, even if they're not that great. Build a community of people who find the things to like about those movies instead of letting the things that they don't like bog them down. So definitely do that. Definitely subscribe. But let's talk spoilers, David. Um, okay. <laughs> First and foremost, let's break down the plot. Okay, I'm going to do a quick breakdown of the plot. All right. Okay, and if it makes any, any damn sense. So the general idea of this film particularly is that there are the traditional predators, who I call the OG predators, mm -hmm. right? And there are the super predators. Mm -hmm. um, and the start of this movie has an OG predator being chased by a, a super predator and escaping, getting shot at, and crashing to Earth, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the whole reason that OG predator is coming is revealed that he's trying to... He, he escaped to try and help us mm -hmm. because the, the super predators are basically juicing. They're basically rigging the game. They're taking the the whole reason that they grab spines and the whole reason that they go to all these different planets is so that they can fucking gene splice and make themselves bigger, badder, more jacked. Basically, it's the HGH of the universe that they're getting pumped into their bodies. Sure. And there is a faction, there is, there is a, a side of the Predator... Um, society i don't know that think that's bullshit that that doesn't go with the traditional way to go um and so this predator comes crashes to earth and immediately murders two people so it's like eh, you came to help us why did you kill these two people it's captured it's being studied by the government it, it breaks out and i can almost excuse it for killing all of the people when it breaks out because if you think about it Think of people as like cows, right? And think of you as a human. And if you were going to the cows and saying, I want to protect you cows from these bad people. And the cows like turned on you and strapped you down. Like, wouldn't you be willing to kill some of these asshole cows if it meant saving the rest? That's kind of what I thought. Because the predator breaks out, kills like a dozen people because he needs to get his gear. His gear is stolen. He needs to get his gear and he needs to go give us his special gift. But the OG predator comes, whoops his ass, mm -hmm. kills him, still keeps trying to find that predator gear so it can find the ship, so it can blow up the ship and, and not give us the gift, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's essentially it. And then we have, like, the government agencies. They're studying the Predator. What are they studying about it? I don't know. There is a good joke, though, about how they find human DNA in the Predator. And Sterling K. Brown's basically like, we want to know if anybody fucked an alien. Um, and I just, I laughed at that shit. Sure. That was funny. Um, but does that, does that make sense to you? Like, does it make sense that this Predator 
allegedly, according to the to the end of the movie, because the end of the movie has them opening up the pod mm -hmm. and this fucking Iron Man predator armor, predator killer armor pops out. Mm -hmm. And it's really ballsy of this movie to be like, we're definitely going to get a sequel. Like sure. that's number one. I wish I had the confidence that this movie has to say I'm going to get a sequel. But number two, does it make sense that if the Predator was coming to help us, why did it kill? So, why does it kill so many people? So, couple thoughts. Definitely, definitely, that's one of the the big issues. Um, so, I had a, I actually, some of the stuff that you pointed out, I didn't necessarily initially, you know, care get, about care. Well, not even care about, but deduce from what I saw on the screen. Well, I mean, so, a like, predator's gonna kill people. That's not no, shocking. No, but like, kind of going back to your plot, the the opening where the the ship comes through, um, you know, and maybe it's because I don't know the Predator series as much. So some of this you may say, oh, I should know that from sure. From previous don't worry, ones, but, I'm happy to point it but out. But I didn't really get, and and maybe I wasn't paying attention close enough. I didn't really get that this was a predator fleeing from another predator. Right. I just kind of saw it as whatever it's, it's going through there. Someone's shooting at it. Right. Uh, we don't know what's shooting at it, right. but it's, it's getting out of there. It crash lands, obviously. Sure. Um, and then obviously I think one of the things I would say is, um, you know, predators are, are exactly that mm -hmm. they're they're predators they're hunters and but predator sounds cooler and that <laughs> that predator when they did land i mean they're technically worth threats to its life around sure. there so getting defensive there would make sense and even when it was in the lab you know he doesn't have he obviously has no way to communicate to these people right but he knows he needs to get them something in time is of the essence. Right, so, and they're trying to stop him. So busting out makes sense to me. Sure. Um, so from that all I get. Um, so my my thing that I thought maybe, and maybe I read way too much into it. Okay. And I, and I probably did. Um, and this is, and some of this may be attributed to, again, me not knowing the franchise as sure. well. But I took it more as like the whole human DNA angle. Uh huh. You know, I took it as you know, are they trying to say? And and I don't think it as much anymore. Listening to you, but I thought I took it at at one point as like, okay, this predator that they have here on the table has some human DNA. Is that why he has some kind of empathy for That's humans? That's a good point. Um, I don't know. Maybe. But, but regardless, um, I could also see the whole honor thing since in the previous movies we've had the whole. You know, even when you referred back to Danny Glover when he kills the predator, right? Like it's not like he gets jumped by all the other predators right away. They right. respect him. They give him the prize or whatever. Um, but anyways, my issue really came down to, okay, <laughs> I I didn't understand the whole thing with his son. Okay, how suddenly. Predators sense something about them. Like sure. I, I get it. Like you could maybe deduce that. Oh, he figured out how to use the the alien equipment, right. and so it makes sense there. But like, it was almost like making it seem like he had a sixth sense for like what type of people were around him, yeah, and that's that there was something that was special about his son okay. because so that was a little bit weird to me and I didn't really track on that a little bit. Okay. Um, I didn't even track on, okay, he wants to kidnap him. Um, why wouldn't he do what they, if, if he thinks he's got some kind of gene or special characteristic of him that no other, because they're going around just snatching up characteristics of, of you know, people like everywhere. Best. Yeah. Like if if he thinks he's just the why doesn't he just rip his spine out and take his spine back the same thing that they've done with everybody else yeah right so it was kind of weird that he was trying to kidnap him um, that's true that's a very good point because uh, that's a very good point that last point is an excellent point because I, I I track like this movie plays up the trope of a special needs person being a savant yeah like specifically Asperger's like I think at the beginning of the film when. It's really funny because there's a fire alarm that goes off and, it, and mm -hmm. it, it basically he pulls a rain man where he's yeah. like, I don't like this, covers his ears, starts rocking back and forth. Meanwhile, doesn't give a fuck about any of the giant other explosions that happen around him for the whole rest of the movie. Yep. yep. But then 
what I thought was actually a really inter interesting scene was the way that he reset up all of the chessboards. Like, that's a way to show him that this guy's Rain Man. This guy can count the toothpicks. He can, he's like Mercury Rising. Sure. He can deduce the codes and stuff. Yep. And so, like, I always figured that predators have that recognition ability in the same way that hunters recognize, like, that's the that's the leader of the pack. Sure. That's the guy with the best. Because they theorize in this movie that some people consider Asperger's to be that next step in evolution where okay. you open up a higher brain power. Yeah. Yep. And so I've, I, I'm willing to give it that leap in logic where the predator comes in. And in the first movie, he recognizes, like, this is the team of badasses. Uh -huh. This is the best. Here's who I'm going to hunt. I'm going to go to L.A. There's war happening. These guys are the best. Same thing with the Predators movie with Brody. Like, we're bringing them all in. We identify the best. Yep. And so that kind of folds into this a little bit. But even then, why didn't he just, when the, when the Predator gets the kid, yeah. just rip his head off? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I Maybe get... there is still a level of honor. Like, we don't kill unarmed children. I don't know. I don't know. Because but... he doesn't kill Mun earlier when she doesn't have any weapons and doesn't kill the but wife. But that's the other one. That's the other Predator. Oh, that's a good point. Well, the big one doesn't kill the wife. The super predator, remember, breaks into the house to look for the gear, slices those two agents open, but doesn't kill the wife. That's true. So who? that's the other thing is, like, we're only getting glimpses of what, like, their honor system is. So if these big fuckers clearly don't have the honor enough not to juice, do they care about killing the unarmed female? Sure. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the only other things that I kind of – you know, was a little bit confused on was, you know, I get the whole like, you know, keeping things quiet. We're a secret government agency. Right. That gets to do whatever we want. Right. But they seem very quick to just straight up kill people. Yeah. And I, and I get some of them are a band of lunatics. Lunatics. Sure. Um, but like they gave Olivia Munn security clearance. Like yeah. you okayed her. Yeah. And then they're immediately, she's, they're just, she, he's a man. We're I, just going to whack her. I found the woman. K kill her. What? Yeah. Why? There's, yeah. there's no reason like, for that. Could you not easily just subdue her, take her back? And yeah. She still, use seems, her still? Like, she still seems like she could be valuable to the, the fucking, uh, I don't know, the experiments. Yeah. Well, and, and sometimes I feel like in these movies too, like they make, they give the characters like leaps of like understanding at times. Yeah. Like uh, Sterling K. Brown, when he finds out the whole thing about the kid and that kind of thing, uh -huh. like he makes a leap pretty quick right. that, oh, that other predator must have brought, like when they find the dead body of the one predator, like right. they get to really quick that, oh, he must have brought us something. Like right. there must be something on that ship. He for didn't us. like him. Yeah. Like, you get there pretty quick, like for a species that we have no idea. You don't really know a whole lot other than they like to kill. No, right. Which I, again, I gotta say, Sterling K. Brown has some amazing lines. He in was this a lot movie. of fun, and he was one of my favorite characters. When in he's that movie. just like, "Remember the bigger, faster, stronger, and fucking you up is their idea of entertainment." Like I love that line. Sure. Or when he's talking about like we took a vote, predator or vote, predator sounded cooler, right? Fuck yeah! <laughs> like he's just having a blast, and yeah. I love it. But but you're right. Like when does Doctor Casey Brackett, an evolutionary biologist, learn how to shoot a military grade machine gun? Also, David, where the fuck did that machine gun even come from? <laughs> like there's a there's a moment where this this movie is missing about like five minutes of establishing shots. Sure. Like number one. I don't know where this movie is set. Georgia, I think. Yeah, like all I, the, I don't even know. The only location they give us is like Johns Hopkins. Well, we get and the, they drive uh, past the sign. Well, we also got Mexico, obviously, and they were started in, in Mexico. Yeah. Um, I, and and see, there are things where I'm like, okay, he takes the predator gear, he puts it in the mail, he sends it to his PO box. The PO box is past due, so they send it to his house. I'm on board with that. Fine. Sure. But like, where did they get the Winnebago? They just are like, okay, we have a Winnebago now. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Where did they get? They have a grenade launcher. They have SMGs. They have machine guns. They have all the gear. Where did this come from? It came out. I'm, I was worried I missed something. It came I, out of nowhere, right? I don't remember it. Um, the I think 
Suddenly, maybe, maybe what got Shane Black into trouble here is this movie was the exact same runtime as, as all of the other ones. As all the other ones. <laughs> and so I feel like maybe he made that a priority at the cost of us losing some shots because Shane Black's movies are not usually an hour and 47 minutes. No, they're long. They're, they're 215 to 20. They got a lot of dialogue, a lot of long takes. Yeah. So I feel like he still put that dialogue in there with some of those scenes with like the band of misses. Like that right. bus scene where they establish those characters is pretty darn long. It's pretty long. It's great. It's great, pretty but long. it's pretty long when you're thinking this is an hour and 47 minute movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that could have been maybe what got him into trouble in some of these things. He's like, <laughs> I got to cut something. I'm not cutting my fun dialogue. So right. we're going to skip the whole like how they get these different things. Right. Um, it, 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 they're just little leaps where it's just suddenly like, wait, what? Like, where'd that come from? Like shooting a, a, an alien dog in the head well, even, suddenly makes it docile? How well, does that even, work? even the time that they had to go from wherever that farm was yeah. to suddenly getting into the city where there's a news chopper. Like, right. how did they Where'd get they all the way to the news, news chopper? chopper? Like, there's no news chopper close go, by in the middle of the city. Go sticks. find us a chopper somewhere. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They, 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 they get, they procure vehicles in this movie where, like, they have a Winnebago. Out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden there's like motorcycles. And at least they make a get to the choppers joke to establish the motorcycles. But then those motorcycles are gone. And suddenly they're in a cop car. How'd they get the cop car? <laughs> I, it's there are giant leaps in this movie that are just like, what is happening? <laughs> um, I do want to say something though. I do like okay, this is interesting because there are things I like about this and there are things that I don't. Obviously, this movie is not your traditional hunt movie until the end. Mm-hmm. And the end is like the super predator comes in, kills um uh Alfie Allen blows his arm off, although you don't really see him die. You just mm-hmm. see him screaming. Um, shows up, kills some dudes, gets in the ship, and they have a translator. And he's like, you guys are entertaining. Like, I love watching you guys fight. I'm going to give you a head start, and then I'm going to hunt you. And so, like, part of me actually likes that for two reasons. Number one, I like that we stay with this cast for a long time, and we kind of build a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um because that's not true of like other of the other Predator movies. You got like Danny Trejo dies in the first ten minutes, sure. fifteen minutes. Um, I also like how it basically turns this super predator into like the biggest douchebag bro, who's just like, "You guys are great. I'm gonna give you a head start. I'm gonna hunt you now for fun. Because yeah. why?" Um, but I'm also I don't know if I like it or not. But the third act is essentially a super fast abbreviated version of a typical predator movie sure like it's literally the hunt you're all being hunted now and so the good guys got to team up with the bad guys suddenly suddenly out of nowhere sterling k brown suddenly has a human mounted shoulder cannon that i don't think was established previously maybe Uh, i'm wrong no i think it was some of the alien tech it definitely is the alien tech but when did he have time to make one of those i think it was uh it was something that they found from the from some of the previous aliens. Okay. I'm not sure. I mean, it definitely is because the alien, the, the predators I think have we, the I think shoulder we, cannons. I think we saw that shoulder cannon in the opening scene in Mexico. Right. Um, so I would imagine they took it off of So that's him. The, they grabbed it from him and he just is like, I'm going to wear this. I would And imagine. I'm going to tie it into my shit. Sure. Um, I'm sure that's how it works. But like, I've heard rumors that this entire third act was completely redone. I've heard rumors that deaths were completely redone. Um, and does it feel that, did it feel that way to you? Like, did it, a lot of people complain that the third act is a mess. I don't think the third act is a mess. It's played in fast forward. It's super fast forward. Like we, like literally a, 10 important characters die within 20 minutes. Yeah. You've had these, that, and that's one of the biggest issues with it is they've established all this background of these characters and made you care about this band of misfits. Right. And then they kill off almost all of them in a span of about 10 minutes. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that's exaggerating either. No, I don't either. You literally lose Thomas Jane and Keegan-Michael Key, who I actually think had a really good rapport back and forth. Yep. Thomas Jane gets impaled on a, on a tree. Keegan-Michael Key gets disemboweled, and they both shoot, shoot each, each other, other, which is kind of dark and sweet 
and 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 it plays into the relationship that they established and i think that's the one that they gave the closest to maybe like the time, time that they should like but it's all like just done quickly like there's no like dramatic dramatic pause like it's literally about 5 seconds them looking at each other there's like one line and then right. they kind of shoot each other shoot each other i mean that's um, about it uh sterling k brown accidentally blows his head off um this is one thing i read on reddit somebody who had previously wrote down all of the deaths literally wrote like i'm not sure what happened to sterling k brown and it's 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 fast it's fast but it's not that fucking fast like olivia munn calls a trigger he turns his head and and as i turn away from the microphone yeah. he turns his head and the cannon blows his own head off yeah and it happens so fast that it's designed to be played for laughs but nobody has the time to react either. no and they don't even they don't play it up enough to like give you that chance to enjoy it like, right you've been building up this character as like the jerk in the movie right that like no one's gonna be sad to see die right and then you do it in like a snap so fast and now there is something to be said about him dying from his own hubris like that's sure. typical for these characters. the death was fine just you could have shot it and 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 done it in a way that was more impactful like the characters don't even get it to like recollect what just happened right like it's just we keep running away from this predator and then they and then they get on the ship they jump on the ship i actually didn't mind this although again it takes out two characters within three minutes yeah where the the force field comes over the ship mckenna slides under it um nebraska jumps over it and nettles gets his legs cut off and gets tossed off the thing fine nebraska gets injured although i didn't really see how he got injured but he's like spitting up blood or something i think they were trying to play it up that like Somehow, like sitting on the force field was hurting him, was doing something to him. Maybe. Like, I that's that's the only thing I could deduce from it. He sacrifices himself, he jumps into the engine turbine to crash the thing. All of these deaths, boom, 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 they happen so fast. And the joy of the Predator movies are the hunts and who's gonna die and how People are they getting gonna die off slowly. Exactly. It raises the tension. And so there is no chance for there to be any tension here. It's basically a splatter fest, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I'm just saying it's less effective. Yeah. I mean if I could if I could have said do it differently, you would have lost some of this group earlier in the movie. Yeah. Um couple of them. And I and I understand why they needed to keep them because they needed to have a and I don't know why you need a realistic way. You could easily just have the predator do it, but they needed to have like some numbers to go against the super Traeger, yeah, and oh, his and troops too. Yeah, you're right. Trying to yeah. battle over the ship. So if like you had already killed off half of that band of brothers, right? You're out then numbered. it's not real realistic that you're going to. But again, you could easily explain that away with the predator taking out half of Traeger's men, sure, beforehand. And just not having him have such numbers at that time. Right. So I don't know. I think, like you said, you didn't get to enjoy these characters that Shane Black built up in the movie. You didn't get a chance. You didn't get that satisfaction of of how they went and what happened to them. It right. was all just kind of boom, 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 boom. I did like that they gave the scene of where he's like burying their 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 little ornaments or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. But when, when did he get those? Yeah, where did these come from? Where did he get those? Where did he get this thing and that thing? Did he literally go to their bodies and get them? Where's there? No way he found nettles. Nebraska. No way he got Nebraska. Nebraska's literally shredded. Sure. Um. So yeah, there's obviously. I, I think it's important to say like these huge gaps in logic. This movie was still fun. Speaking speaking of <laughs> still that bloody uh, too, some really good kills. Speaking of that scene with uh, Traeger when they attack uh, Traeger and his men, the ship. Yeah. Did you uh, did you catch one of the Easter eggs in there? A Shane Black Easter egg? Um, not off the top of my head. What did I miss? So there's an Easter egg in there that's a callback to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay. Um, when he says um, the line of "Where did you learn to count?" or "Who taught you math?" Who oh, taught you math? Who taught you math? No, yeah. I didn't hear that. So yeah, there's a who, a "Who taught you math?" line, which comes back to a line from. Kiss, kiss, bang, There's bang. There's some really good lines in this movie. Like, I liked all the your mama jokes. Like, if your mother was a video game, she'd be rated E for everyone. That's hilarious to me. Sure. Or like, what's a like, what's a good way to circumcise a, a circumcise a I don't know a biker or whatever? And it's yeah. like, 
kick Baxley's mom's uh, chin or something like that. <laughs> Those are funny to me. They're off color, obviously. Sure. But they're funny to me. Um, I did want to throw out one thing that I think that this film could do or that uh, the next film could do. I don't know if this movie's going to get a sequel. <laughs> it certainly thinks it's going to get a sequel where the fucking Predator armor comes into play. And Boyd Holbrook seemed very confident that he was going to be the one to wear it when it's like, mm, okay. But... I still like the idea of like the hunt, you know, the 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 guys try or the people, whatever, the crew trying to avoid the hunt. And part of the fun of that is putting together a cast. But what I think you need to do is I think you need to not turn the mythology on its head. You need to turn that on its head. You need to cast an alpha guy and then kill him halfway through. Like you need to cast the rock or a Vin Diesel or a Statham or somebody big. Who's like, oh shit, it's Statham. And then you 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 ha you you cast a secondary guy who's still decent, you know? Like a Boyd Holbrook. Mm -hmm. You know, Boyd Holbrook as a lead is not putting asses in the seats. No. But Boyd Holbrook playing second fiddle to the rock, and then the rock getting splattered halfway through, that's sort of interesting. Then we, what do we do? You know, what what does the predator do? If the predator just killed who he thinks is the alpha, what does that mean? Well, that is, it seems interesting to it, me. Even least. just thinking out loud here, I think it would have been even more effective with where this movie ended up going if instead of it being a predator escaping in the the ship, uh -huh. if it was a human. Oh, because you have the whole thing at the end where he's taking away the son. Right. And, you know, we show that them trying to kidnap that person for whatever reason. Uh -huh. If you had someone and it's too bad we don't have like, you know, if we would have gotten one of those types of endings right. uh, in one of the previous movies, it would have made even more sense. Right. But if you had one of them trying to get back and bring back this weapon for right. humans to have and that kind of thing, and you could play up the whole like you know, crazy space person talking about, you know, things coming and things like that. And then you could have it be a hunt movie the whole time. Sure. Where you establish, like, people care about this guy who escaped away and that and have him get killed uh -huh. like a rock character, get killed halfway through the movie. Um, and then you, you know, got you the could, rest of the cast. Because it's 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 hard to, like, feel for a predator, like, right. especially when he's killed a bunch of human characters. Yeah. I like, mean, the, I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't really sad when I saw the big predator kill the little predator. No, like, but an AVP actually did a halfway decent job of doing that because AV the first AVP has the predator like teaming up with the final girl mm -hmm. and is like, "We got to take out this alien queen. You're a badass. I'm gonna give you a sign of respect." And gives her like a helmet. I don't remember, but he like carves something on uh like a like her spear or an arm or something and it's basically like the symbol for like all right you're one of us sure and so they fucking team up yeah because they got to fight the alien queen mm -hmm. and then obviously the alien queen kills that predator that's how you make the predator sympathetic but i don't want the predator to be sympathetic i want him to be this this badass with 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 a, a somewhat of a level of honor like he needs to be a villain but a complex villain mm -hmm. i don't know anyway um anyways uh yeah, I th I feel like I had one more thing to say, but I feel like we've said enough anyways. We've we've done a lot on Predator. We've done a lot on the Predator. I as far as whether it's going to get a sequel or not, it's made domestic and foreign after after its weekend. It's at 56 total. That's not budget that was 88. It should get over that between domestic and foreign but yeah, it's, and i can't i and can't imagine it's going to be much over that it's cinema wise. it's cinema score was a c plus which is not great yeah i mean it's probably between domestic and and box, and uh and foreign going to run right around 100 million yeah. i would guess which uh, i don't know that's not great and and I could see us getting a direct-to-video. Fucking shocker, David. This is a Fox movie. And shocker, Fox doesn't know how to do its goddamn franchises. I, I this is why they got bought by Disney. <laughs> this kind of shit. Like, no wonder. No wonder you had to sell all your assets to Disney. You literally run all your franchises into the ground. You, you screwed up X-Men so bad that your two X-Men movies that are coming out... Have, have been pushed back a year each. Your Predator movie's a mess. Literally, there's so much blood in the movie, it's a mess, but no, but it's got a C-plus cinema score. Like, no wonder, Fox. Maybe you shouldn't make movies anymore. Whatever. <laughs> that being said, 
On um, that note. On that note. On that note. <laughs> on that note, we are going to wrap up this. Uh, listen, we had fun with the Predator. I think that's important to say. Um, but before we go, as always, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at The Popcorn Diet. Go to our website, popcorndietpodcast.com, for all of our reviews and episodes. And subscribe to this podcast. You can get it delivered to you once a week. But for the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson. And we'll see you next time with another good movie on the Popcorn Diet. Adios.